CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents...
Terhune, Alabama, has its own niche in the news as the birthplace of Grayson Terhune, who lived there, made millions out of cotton there, and died there. Old man Terhune loved his city, so he endowed the Terhune Museum, which houses one of the finest collections of Americana in the land. It is from its front door that curator John Rose rushes one morning and climbs into a waiting car. You're late, John. You're lucky I'm here at all, Eleanor. This happens to be one of my busiest days. Cousin John, fasten your safety belt, and I'll tell you why I kidnapped you. I think I found a work of art which every single museum, north, south, east, and west of us, would give anything to own. Oh, not again. Does the name Mrs. Henry Fontaine mean anything to you? Cecily Fontaine? Yes. Old Grace and her human sister. Didn't she die a couple of years ago, right after her husband did? No, she didn't. She just disappeared from society. Cecily Fontaine is as alive as you or I. She lives all by herself on River Street, and that's where we're going. River Street? What happened to the Lakeside Manor? Her brother, Grayson, thinking Henry Fontaine was well-fixed, didn't leave Cecily any money. And Henry lost all his in the crash. So the dear lady has been living at a cheaper address all these years. (laughs) It's pathetic. And now she wants to sell some valuable American decorative art. Or a Winslow Homer, or a Paul Revere teapot, or a Benjamin West etching. Am I close? Oh, you're horrible. Why are you so negative? Because I've gone through all this with you, Eleanor, many times. Frankly, if it wasn't for the fact that you and Jeff are engaged, I wouldn't even be polite. Oh, you'll see. Eleanor, I'm warning you. I can give you one half hour on this wild goose chase, and that's all. (laughs) Just for that, I'm not going to tell you what it is I found. You'll just have to wait until we get to Mrs. Fontaine. Don't tell me Mrs. Henry Fontaine lives in that house. It's enough to make you cry when you think for years she was the leader of Terhune society. Her husband left her nothing? Nothing but what you're going to see upstairs. So shabby. The end of an era. Maybe I should tell you what you're about to see. It'll put you in a better frame of mind. Cousin John, it's a Gilbert Stewart. A portrait of George Washington as a young man. Now, what do you think of that? As a young man? And the reason I think it might be for sale is that Mrs. Fontaine told me, in confidence, she may have to leave this rundown place this month. Of course, no one wants to take advantage, but what can you do? I'll lead the way. She's expecting us. Mr. Rose, there it is. Gilbert Stewart. What did I tell you? Isn't it an exquisite work? Oh, uh, I, I wouldn't use the word exquisite in describing this school of painting, Eleanor. It's a fantastic likeness of George Washington. I've never heard of Gilbert Stewart painting Washington as a young man. It's always a privilege to be in the presence of great masters. What do you think, John? Oh, Mrs. Fontaine, it is quite... Uh, 
extraordinary. Well, now, you keep studying that portrait, Mr. Rose, and I shall make us all some tea. I can't be long. I, I really must be going, Mrs. Fontaine. Our committee is away, and I've twice as much paperwork as usual. No, no, I'm serious. Eleanor, I can't stay. You said a half an hour. I think you can buy it. Poor thing. She's very proud and wouldn't admit it. But she's down to practically nothing. I mean, look at this place. It's shameful. I've seen the painting now. It's a fine painting of its period. Certainly American. Now, what else do you want me to do? I told you. Buy it for the museum. It's a Gilbert Stewart. So she says. But it's not signed. It's quite possibly the work of another artist of the period. It might be the real thing, but who knows? You're supposed to know, John. You think it's a forgery? Of course not. It's unsigned, but it is obviously an original painting. But how could I know whose work was being forged? Well, many painters never sign their work. True, but not Stuart. Eleanor, look, I appreciate the trouble you went to, but I don't have the time to stay. Now, would you apologize to Mrs. Fontaine and tell her... That... Here we are. The kettle is still boiling, but I thought I'd bring in the cups and sauces. Oh, I see you're still gazing at my masterpiece, Mr. Rose. Uh, my cousin was saying it's uh, too bad the painting's not signed. That's perfectly true. If it had been, I don't think my husband could have afforded it even then. Oh, today it should be worth a million. Well... Uh, perhaps not a million. Did I tell you it's provenance, Mr. Rose? I was just saying to Eleanor, my time is limited, so if you will forgive me, I must go. I'll make it a point of coming back some other time. Oh, you're not leaving before we've had tea. I have to. My committee's away. I wish I didn't have to, but I must. Well, I realize how busy the curator of our splendid museum must be. But before you go, uh, could you, uh, could you give me... I, I don't know how to put this. Mrs. Uh, Fontaine, would you like John to give you an idea as to the painting's value? Value? Oh, no, no one could know its value quite as well as I who live with it. Of course. I agree. But it might be interesting to hear uh, as a mere matter of curiosity. Now, what estimate would you put on it? John, what would you say this Gilbert Stewart is worth? Uh, a rough estimate. Well, the picture would, of course, be worth much more if it were signed. Oh, I think we can agree to that. Museums are reluctant to purchase the unsigned. But just as a matter of interest, what are... Uh, in value would I place upon it? <laughs> well, as it is, a conservative estimate of uh, um, somewhere in the neighborhood, um, give or take, um, I would say $1,500. I could never, under any circumstances, consider even for a moment the possibility of parting with the painting at such a price. I can understand. Fifteen hundred dollars. My husband, Henry, purchased this Gilbert Stewart for me when we were on our honeymoon. What makes it so priceless to me personally is that Henry himself looked exactly like George Washington as a young man. Authority. John, if you made a valuable 
All right, I'll see her. But I make no promises. This time, I've already prepared the tea, Mr. Rose. Oh, I see you're looking around. It is a bit more bare. I- I'm trying to get rid of my things. So for a little while, I, I shall have to do without drapes or carpets or the sofa. But we all can manage if we have to. Oh, why did you wish to see me? I must travel for my health. The doctors are scolding me. It's too hot in Alabama. and They recommend the Northeast. I have many friends in Boston and Philadelphia. So reluctantly to avoid the expense of storage and insurance, I will accept your offer for the Gilbert Stewart. Mrs. Fontaine, I have no authority to make purchases without the approval of the committee. Oh, but I understood. Uh, Eleanor tells me that you practically decide such matters for the committee. My cousin is given to generalizations. My opinion may have some weight with the committee. Well, then. For that very reason, I cannot buy the picture. But I don't understand. I remember you saying you understood museums do not purchase unsigned paintings. Oh, well, not for what they're worth. Everyone knows that. But I, I, I understood. Well, the price you named, it, it is a misunderstanding name. I would say so, yes. Well, of course, if there is anyone else... If you know anyone who would care to see the painting, I should be most happy. Certainly, Mrs. Fontaine. I'll make it a point of asking around. Oh, may I heat up your cup of tea with a bit more? Yes, please. I shall have to leave here, you know, if nobody cares to have it. I'm in such a state, Jeff, I don't know what to do. Well, you won't feel that way, darling, when we're married. Be serious. Well, I am serious. Your brother John is making life very difficult for me. But what's he done now? I found the most exquisite painting for him. A portrait of George Washington as a young man by Gilbert Stewart. The Gilbert Stewart. He made an offer and then backed down saying he wouldn't buy it for the museum without the okay of the committee. And they're all the way. And frankly, Jeff, darling, I don't think Mrs. Fontaine can wait. Mrs. Henry Fontaine? That's the one. She's low on funds? Needs the money? And I know John will buy it ultimately. It's such a bargain. But I'm afraid it will be too late. I want to help her. I don't know where to turn. Well, uh, Eleanor, could I see it? You? But you were never interested in painting. (laughs) That's not so. Uh, I've always loved fine things. Uh, When we're married, I intend to raise a... Orchids. I mean, there's money in that. That's going to be your career, Jeff? Raising orchids? Oh, could be. I just bought a book on it. I thought you'd be pleased. Jeff, did it sink in what I said about poor Cecily Fontaine? Yes, it did. And I said I wanted to see her Gilbert Stewart. I... I have an idea. You have? Oh, Jeff. Well, maybe I can help everyone. You'd like that, wouldn't you, Eleanor? Come in. Good afternoon, John. Have you got a moment? Now, come in, Jeff. Why not? 
I'm surprised to see you. Museums aren't exactly your beat. John, I want to talk to you about Mrs. Fontaine's Gilbert Stewart. What did you say? Uh, Mrs. Fontaine's Gilbert Stewart. It's a remarkable painting, isn't it? You've seen it? Well, Eleanor was nice enough to get Mrs. Fontaine's permission, and we went to her. The whole story of how she got it so great, don't you think so? Uh-huh. I mean, her husband buying it as a wedding present on their honeymoon. Uh, I mean, it breaks your heart that she has to get rid of it. Especially since Henry Fontaine himself, when he was alive, looked just like George Washington as a young man. So she told me, Jeff, yes. Well, of course, she can't remember exactly where old Henry bought it, but I shouldn't think it matters much. I mean, it's still pretty valuable. Yes, she thinks so. Well, that's why I sort of want to consult with you, John. I mean, Eleanor says you valued it at $1,500. I did say that. Roughly speaking. Well, I know that that's a low valuation based on the fact that the painting isn't signed. But the thing is, John, if the painting's really good, I know one shouldn't take advantage of it. I mean, it's obvious Mrs. Fontaine is in a tight spot, needs the money, and I, I wouldn't want for a minute to do that. My dear brother Jefferson, could you put that into a simple declarative sentence? Well, I was thinking of buying the painting myself. Well, that's why I came to see you, John. Authenticity of paintings and their value is a problem that has plagued the art world for centuries. But isn't the heart of it simply honesty's perpetual battle against dishonesty? For some strange reason, a lot of people don't agree with old Ben Franklin's adage that honesty is the best policy. On the other hand, if everyone were on the up and up, what stories would we have to tell you on Mystery Theater? I'll return shortly with Act Two. If you were one of the millions of readers who fell in love with Evergreen, you've been waiting for a wonderful new family saga like The Four Winds of Heaven. St. Petersburg, capital of the Russian Empire, 1910. A fairy tale world of palaces and grand balls for the de Gunsberg, the foremost Jewish family in Russia, proudly pinning their hopes and dreams on their radiant young daughter. Excuse me, my friend. A man might commit murder for a beautiful woman, but for three
all museums endowed privately by one person, open to the public, are everywhere in the world. This one, the Terhune, in a town of the same name, built by a man of the same name, prides itself on its Americana. The curator of paintings is John Rose. His younger brother, Jefferson, is about to make the biggest mistake of his life. Am I right about that, John? Yes, that's what I thought at the time. Jeff really hadn't got a start in life. He was in love, but that didn't put his feet on the ground. He knew less than nothing about art, but he had a good heart and was pretty good at saving his money. What he was best at was his love for Eleanor, who just happened to be our fifth cousin. I'm not doing this for love, John. <laughs> well, yes, I guess in a way I am. Jeff, you're making a big mistake. Don't buy that painting. Well, I can just about scrape together 1500 to give Mrs. Fontaine for a Gilbert Stewart. Well, just about. And I want to. But before I make her an offer, I, I want to be sure I'm not standing in the way of her getting more money for it. You don't even know this woman. You're doing this because you think it'll please Eleanor. In a way, yes. I know it sounds absurd. It isn't the kind of thing I'd normally go in for, but in this case, I'm glad to do what I can. You know the circumstances, that poor lady. Anyway, knowing what you think of the picture, I think it's a pretty safe investment for Eleanor and me. Jeff, will you listen to me? The picture's not worth $1,500. It's not worth 15 cents. I simply lied about it, that's all. You what? But they trusted you. Well, can't you see how it happened? I realized that the poor woman's pride and happiness hung on her face in that picture. Her husband bought it for her on their honeymoon. And heck, Henry Fontaine was a wealthy man at the time. Was he dumb enough to be taken in? Or was he at heart a cheapskate? How could I open up that can of beans? Oh, I don't know what Eleanor will say. I tried to tell Mrs. Fontaine. You've met her. She may be an old battleship rusting in dry dock, but she's still a battleship. So, I lied. But I'm not going to have you spend your saved-up money because I was too chicken to come up with the truth. Well, I understand what you're saying, John. You mustn't buy that painting. But I feel I must. You haven't already. Well, no. All I did was tell Mrs. Fontaine where she could reach me. I, well, I wanted to see you first to make sure the museum didn't want it. Not in a hundred years. Well, thanks a lot for leveling. I, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't tell Eleanor. It might bother her if she knew it wasn't really a Gilbert Stewart. Uh, but it won't make any difference to me. Carrie, wait for me here, will you? I'm on a trail of a painting for the museum, and we'll be leaving here to go back the moment I get it, okay? Yeah, sure, Mac, I'll wait. I detected a little prompting. 
from the wings. What's that mean? You had no right to encourage him to buy that painting. Why? Do you have some kind of exclusivity? You turned it down. I'll get it. At least they haven't taken the phone out. Hello? Pleasant here right now. I understand, but what I'd like to say oh, is... Oh, and dear Mrs. Neary, 
my landlady. I had already given my notice. Well, this little pension was all I could get at short notice, but I'm happy with this little park and the benches. Mrs. Fontaine, may I suggest we sit a moment? Hmm. I have been running about all day. Yes, please. Right here. Oh, don't you love it? When all you can hear are the birds, no man-made city noises. Mrs. Fontaine, the museum would be honored if you would allow us to purchase the Gilbert Stewart for $1,500. Oh, dear. Oh, I, I, I don't know what to say. Oh, dear. I, I know I have a handkerchief somewhere in this handbag. I, I, I'm allergic to some kind of pollen this time of the year. It makes my eyes water. There. That's better. Well, I, I can't say I'm surprised. Because my brother, Grayson, who endowed the museum, always said he'd have only the best people running the place. I don't know about that. Well, it, it's a strange thing about life, Mr. Rose. Of course, you were too young to know. The unexpected inevitably happens. Mrs. Fontaine, I hope this time the unexpected is rewarding. I have a check here made out to you, Mrs. Henry Fontaine. For $1,500. Please accept it. Oh, I'm being so foolish. You must think I'm just a silly old woman. Mr. Rose, I'm ashamed to say I have given up hope. Almost everything that had meaning for me. Beautiful little things that Henry and I had collected over the years together one by one. I had to sell them. Mrs. Fontaine, I've had a cab waiting for me since I started looking for you. And that meter is still running. Oh, dear. I, I really must pick up the painting and get back to the museum. Oh, of course. Well, we'll go straight back to my new place and fetch it. Nothing's unpacked yet. It's all standing in the hallway. Do you know what I think? I think I shall move back to Mrs. Neary's. Oh, Mr. Rose, um, would it be an imposition seeing you have a taxi waiting for you if I asked you to give me a lift? Here we are. I didn't lock the front door. Oh, wasn't that reckless of me? Where's the painting? You brought it right here? Yes. I, I thought I leaned it in, in front of this... Well, I suppose you want me to give you back the check. No, not a 
getting a call from a thief asking us to ransom the painting. <laughs> He's certainly in for a surprise. And I didn't even pay him his fare. Half a day. But it, it's dreadful. How can you laugh? You are going to be paying for my Gilbert Stewart twice. <laughs> Mrs. Fontaine, don't you believe it. object purchased in charity should be stolen. So often, opportunity makes a thief. This time, it would appear, the thief has done the victim a favor. I shall return shortly with Act Three. You can make light work of sweeping even heavy dirt with the help of an Empire outdoor push broom from True Value Hardware Stores. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you their heavy-duty 18-inch outdoor push broom features sturdy Palmyra bristles Designed to easily sweep wet or dry leaves, metal or wood shavings, mud, rubbish, or even light snow from your patio, driveway, or other rough surface. The bristles rinse clean and dry quickly after use. The super block won't rot, warp, or crack, and the two-position handle helps provide more even bristle wear. Right now, this Empire 18-inch outdoor push broom from True Value Hardware Stores is specially priced at just $3.99. It's just part of the wide selection of quality Empire brushes and brooms you'll find available at participating True Value Hardware Stores and home centers. And save gas. You won't have to drive far for your hardware and houseware needs. If you're looking for values, service, and selection, you'll find them nearby at any one of the more than 5,000 True Value Hardware Stores and home centers nationwide. Winston Churchill, Albert Einstein, Nelson Rockefeller, Bruce Jenner, Thomas Edison, Leonardo da Vinci. These people, and many other brilliant, talented, creative people, overcame a form of learning disability. This is Pat Collins for the Foundation for Children with Learning Disabilities. There are over 10 million children in this country who are learning disabled, and they can be helped to overcome their learning differences. We owe it to them and to ourselves. Some of these children can be our country to doctors, lawyers, artists, scientists, and politicians. You can help children with learning disabilities. Please send a contribution to SCLD, 99 Park Avenue, New York, New York, 10016. That's SCLD, 99 Park Avenue, New York, New York, 10016. Yes. 
Gilbert Stewart. He thought you might be in a restaurant. When did this somebody acquire it? When? How long ago? A long, long time ago. A real Gilbert Stewart? Yeah, it says on a bank, portrait of George Washington as a young man. Really? That's what it said. I believe you. Now, at this point, he asked me to contact you because he knows the Terrio Museum specializes in American paintings. We do indeed. So? So? That's what I said before. He was thinking you might like to buy it. We've already bought a Gilbert Stewart very similar to that. Uh, perhaps identical. You're kidding. Yes, we have. I have the bill of sale right in front of me. professional advice? Sure. It's probably a fake. It's no Gilbert Stewart. How do you know? I don't. But if you want to do your friend a favor, have him take that painting to the Museum of Fine Arts in Mobile. Now, if it's real, they'll offer you double what we could pay here. Well, supposing he can't get to Mobile. You sure you're not interested? You tell him we don't buy fakes. If it's a fake, he's got nothing to worry about. But if it's real, in Alabama, stolen art is 20 years hard labor. Hello? Hello? John, I've got the most wonderful news. Eleanor, I'm really not up to wonderful news. Would you mind very much just going away right now? John Rose, I can't believe my own cousin would talk to me Eleanor, like Eleanor, I'm expecting a very important phone call. Negotiations. Oh, tell me. I've got to know. Oh, if I tell you, will you go away? Yes, I will. I'm working on a surprise for Alfred Crozier, chairman of the Acquisitions Committee. He'll be back in a few days. Now, I've got the inside track to a genuine Bartley Reynolds. The owner is a Reynolds. And yesterday, I made them an offer. If they accept it today, we're in. If that phone rings and it's a yes, I'm out of here and nothing flat. Down to the attorney's office to sign the agreement. So please, Eleanor, be good to me and leave. It'll make up for all the trouble I went through with Mrs. Fontaine. Well, that's why I'm here. And so is Cecily Fontaine. She's here? I said I'd go in first. You know how shy she is. That woman's here? Uh, Mrs. Fontaine, he'll see you now. Oh, Mr. Rose, how splendid to see you again. I brought you a surprise right here in this package. It's the Gilbert Stewart. I went back to that house to ask if perhaps someone living there has seen the painting, picked it up perhaps. And when I walked into the downstairs hall, there it was, just as if it had never disappeared. Oh, uh, Mrs. Fontaine, would you... Uh, yes, I mean, hello, uh, John Rose here. Yes, Mr. Reynolds. Uh, uh, just a moment, please. Ladies, would you mind very much going outside? Eleanor, it, it's that call I told you about. I'm going to unwrap the Gilbert Stewart, Mr. Rose, for just one last look at our first president as a young man. No, no, please, Mrs. Fontaine, I have a very important call, and I, I'm not able to hear... Oh, uh, Mr. Reynolds, I'll be right with you. Mrs. Fontaine, please. Well, I know you're as anxious as I am. Mr. Reynolds, uh, would you mind repeating that? Uh, Mr. Rose, Henry will be happy here, won't he? Eleanor, if you don't take Mrs. Fontaine out of this office immediately, I'm not going to be responsible. Uh, Mrs. Fontaine, uh, John is delighted to have the portrait back, but uh, I think we ought to go... Hello, Mr. Reynolds. Mr. Reynolds. Oh, great heavens almighty. He hung up.
accepted. The Bartley Reynolds was ours. Chalk a plus up for me so far as closure was concerned. But on the minus side was the $1,500 debit of that darn Gilbert Stewart. I had two days to dream of something. Two days, and closure would be back. Hi, uh, working late? Hi, Jeff. Yes, working late. Alfred Crozier and some of the committee are due in, and I'm trying to get caught up. What's that in the corner? Uh, so you did buy Mrs. Fontaine's painting for the museum? Yes, I did. You're going to leave it there in the corner? With any luck, I can stash it away somewhere in the basement. John, I didn't get you in trouble, did I? Who knows? But if anybody did it, it was myself. Well, I can still take it off your hands. No, no, it'll work out. What can happen? I've defrauded the museum, A. B, since Mrs. Fontaine had to be kept from starving, I decided the rich museum could afford it better than you, Jeff. Oh, boy. The awkward part is that they do trust me. And I do have full power to buy for the museum. Fortunately, the committee is mostly well-to-do and good-hearted men who don't know art. The one exception is Albert Crozier. If he finds this painting and starts asking me questions, I may have to join you in one of your business ventures. Good to see you, John. Mr. Crozier, Uh, we've missed you. When did you get here? Um, last Saturday. Oh, a good trip? Oh, not bad. I did France and Italy, found a few items that I'd like to talk over with you. Uh, I see you've picked up a painting or two since I left. Now the Bartley Reynolds seemed too good an opportunity to pass up, especially since the French government was after it. I think we got a bargain. Ah, I congratulate you. Now, uh, tell me about the other painting, the Gilbert Stewart. I never said it was a Gilbert Stewart. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, there is... Gilbert Stewart written on the frame, but I saw on the back you'd modified it too. American portraiture, 18th, 19th century. Uh, well, now, uh, what about it? Where did you pick it up? I paid very little for it. Oh, Fifteen hundred, I think. Have you seen it? Oh, yes, I have. And I thought if you had a moment, we could go down to the basement together and have another look. <laughs> heard about it from another source. I never would have found it. Well, this is the first time I've seen you since you're back. We don't generally keep new paintings in the basement. Uh, if I didn't know better, I'd say that you'd been hiding it down here. Uh, why hasn't it been hung, by the way? Um, I'm waiting to have it cleaned. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you think of it? Well, a Gilbert Stewart. Uh, well, just what you do. It isn't a Gilbert Stewart. How silly of me. Uh, You did say that, and who is the subject supposed to be? George Washington is a young man. Oh, is Stuart supposed to have painted it from life? I don't think it's possible. The Athenaeum studies of Washington, Gilbert Stuart painted in 1796, when the general was 64 years old. This portrait in similar style shows a young man about 18. Now, why would Gilbert Stewart want to paint a young Virginian whose only fame at 18 was as surveyor for Culpeper County? But you call it a painting of the same period. I'm not even certain as to the period. Hmm. What are you certain of? That it's a darn bad picture. (laughs) Exactly. That's all we wanted to know. We? The committee? Yes, we... I... uh, The committee. You see, John... 
If you hadn't been certain it was a darn bad picture, our position would have been a little awkward. Our curator of paintings not being able to distinguish good from bad and so on. I must be particularly obtuse today, but I can't understand what you're getting at. Oh, you will, John. I ran into your cousin Eleanor on Sunday. I shouldn't say ran into her. She came up to the house and insisted on seeing me. Mm. Seeing she located a silver chafing dish, 18th century, she thinks we ought to buy. And she told me, John, under what conditions this painting was purchased. Well, Eleanor doesn't know anything about the conditions. She wasn't there at the transaction, nor does she know my opinion of the picture. Are you quite sure she doesn't? I don't know exactly what she knows. As soon as I saw it down here at the basement Saturday, I knew that it required some explanation, this um, pseudo-steward. You might have come to me. I was home all Sunday. I was going to speak to you first thing Monday morning, but, as I say, your cousin came to the house and she knew all about it. Oh? In fact, it was giving her sleepless nights. I'm glad to hear that. But I slept like a baby. After all, we can't forget Mrs. Fontaine is the sister of Grayson Terhoom, who founded and endowed our museum. That her husband should have lost everything and passed away is unfortunate. However, Mr. Crozier, what are you getting at? Not so fast, John, all in good time. Uh, there's a little head of El Fiamingos I picked up in Parma that I want you to see. <laughs> Face like a McIntyre eagle. We'll go have a look at it. In the meantime, John... I've been charged by the committee to commend you for your promptness in securing the party rentals for our collection. If you hadn't been wide awake, we'd probably have lost it. Mr. Crozier, I don't see how that alters the case of my using museum funds as I did. Uh huh. The case? I bought Mrs. Fontaine's Gilbert Stewart because I thought her situation was desperate. And I couldn't raise 1500 overnight myself. What I did was indefensible. And I assure you the money will be refunded. Well, the money's already been refunded. The fact is, the museum has sold Mrs. Fontaine's Gilbert Stewart. Sold it? To whom? Why, to the committee. As I said, how can we forget Cicely Fontaine is the sister of the man responsible for the museum being here and our being here? That she should have fallen on hard times, we can't overlook that. She's our responsibility and will continue to be so. Your cousin Eleanor tells me she was actually turned into the street the day you gave her the 1500. I acted on impulse. I wish I could have said I spent the museum's money on her because she was a terhune, but I didn't. And it's impulse that has enabled the committee, uh, a number of well-to-do gentlemen, to perform a charitable act and very small individual expense. They chipped in and they purchased the painting. At your instigation? Somebody had to do something. Like you, when there's a need, one has to act. It is very charitable. Especially from those who love art. What in heaven's name are they going to do with that fake? Just look at it. Well, and in slight recognition for securing a Bartley Reynolds at a much lower figure than we would have spent, we beg you, that uh, is, the committee begs you, to accept the gift from all of us of Mrs. Fontaine's Gilbert Stewart. We've all had a look at it, and we agree, John. The portrait of George Washington as a young man looks a great deal like you. And so, 
to this day, Cecily Fontaine's Gilbert Stewart hangs in the office of the curator himself. We like to think from time to time that Mrs. Fontaine stops by, looks at the painting, and perhaps murmurs something to Henry. For in addition to the funds supplied her by the committee, a word to Henry would help keep her going. I shall return shortly. This is Gene King for your Better Business Bureau. Is there something you'd really like to have, but you think you can't afford it? Well, have you considered buying on credit? Keep in mind, though, that credit shopping is as important as shopping for the items you want. And deciding if you can afford credit should be your major consideration. Now, here are a few tips. The basis for wise credit buying is wise budget planning. It's important to know exactly how much you can afford to pay each month for your credit purchases and to balance that against your regular bills. Keep in mind that credit does cost money, and a good budget plan should include all your expenses for a full year. Also, some money should be budgeted for emergencies. And what's left, you see, will be the deciding factor in whether or not you can afford credit. A tip from your Better Business Bureau. before proceeding. When the curtain was about curtain was about to rise on today's Mystery Theater presentation, I steered you wrong. I said this story would be about self-deception. It wasn't. It was all about hope. Of course, we must remember that some say hope is a more gentle name for fear. Our cast included Gordon Gould, Carol Titel, Tracy Ellis, and Lloyd Batista. The entire production is under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. The king is not to be disturbed. Not for his son. Both are my orders. Sentry, if you wish to preserve your life, you'd better show me the way to the king's tent. I'll show you with my soul. You stupid soldier. I'm coming down from my horse. Put that sword away and take care of my horse. Water him and rub him down well. I told you the king will see no one. By Zeus, I'll find him myself. Now get out of my way. I'm Alexander, his son, you fool. If I must, I must. If there's no other way, I'll have to kill one of my father's sentries.